So, what is it? So, what is it? So, what is it? The Red Wolf Podcast! Hello, hello, good evening and welcome everyone to another episode of So What Is It? A Red Dwarf Podcast. Hello, Matty. Hello. Hello, Matt. Hello. Hello, Dan. Hi. I trust we're all well this evening. Extremely. Spiffingly so. Excellent. Well, we're here to talk about episode three of series two. Thanks for the memory. Um, Was it a memorable episode for you, Dan? I liked it. I thought there were lots of good bits in it. It wasn't my favourite episode. It wasn't my favourite. Didn't blow me away in the way that uh, others that have gone before did. So one week after I say there are no bad episodes, we'll enjoy them all. You come back with that ringing endorsement. I didn't say it was a bad episode. I didn't (laughs) say I didn't enjoy it. I just I've seen better. I enjoyed bits of this, but it wasn't it wasn't my favourite. I, I think I think maybe we'll change your mind through the course of the conversation because because Matty, I can tell, loved it. Um, thought this one was rubbish. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know, I know. I genuinely, it was just one of those, I just didn't take to this one. I know, Are you joking? No, you joking no, 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 genuinely. So one week after I say there are no bad episodes, <laughs> you come back with that ringing endorsement. it's your fault, mate. Okay, yeah, okay. Maybe, yeah, maybe the standards were I jinxed it. Maybe I didn't, okay, maybe I didn't hate it. I just did not enjoy it anywhere near as much as I have so far. Mm, interesting. Matt, um, where do you stand on this one? I think there were some really good moments in it, really good moments, and I didn't dislike it. That's what I will say. Okay, so, um, but however... We'll however, see you all next week. Thanks for coming along. <laughs> however, I just I just thought it was a little weaker than the previous two, but I didn't, oh, I didn't dislike it because there were lots of things that I did laugh at, and I was quite pleased that you saw a lot more of the ship and the sets as well with with a lot you know much more detail but i think that covered a slightly weaker script mm. well I, I don't really feel like you guys do i don't think I, I thoroughly enjoyed this one as i've always maintained uh one of the reasons i like the first two series of red dwarf in particular for the strength of the stories and the concepts and themes that they cover and i think this did that equally as much as a lot of the others we've had so far i mean, i really enjoyed the concept of this one there were some really strange moments though really strange i mean the fact is you know i did laugh when holly said that they'd run out of shaken vac <laughs> uh, yeah the, I, for me that's the be- the best tagline at the start we've had <laughs> yes no I, I really laughed at that but then it was the fact that they'd gone to this breathable planet and they were basically doing this like rock gig and you were just excited because you thought lister was going to sing again no i was I, I, uh, <laughs> we had lots of singing in this episode chris barry was singing badly Craig Charles was singing, not so great. Well, I will say that um, I did actually kind of think, no, there's going to be a big song, and then turned out that there wasn't. I did like, again, love the Scutters playing the keyboards and Rimmer Cage dancing. That was, yeah. you know, I just thought that was... <laughs> drunk Rimmer's hilarious. I love yes. Drunk Rimmer. Yes. Oh, but, right, right, okay. If we, I'm going to get this straight out, out straight away. It's one that bothered me. Can a hologram get drunk? Did you not see the... Apparently so. With... Did you watch this? Yeah, but I just thought I, I just thought this 
that what they were doing with the character is maybe a bit far out for a hologram. Because I think we've come across this a couple of times. We can, have, because like, he had the... said earlier on, can he smell and does he need yeah, sleep and all this sort of thing. He had the five whiskey and lemonades in in, in the episode when he uh, they gazpacho he thought he was going to yeah. be yeah the gazpacho soup when they thought yeah. he was going to die, and they're not like real drinks. They're sort of like fed in through his uploaded consciency kind of computerized thingy-mabob doodah. That, I think that it... was one of the things in this episode that you just had to, to, to just go with it because, you know, yeah. drunk Rimmer, hungover Rimmer, you know, bearing in mind in earlier episodes, he stood there and he's, he's needed Holly to do his hair and change his uniform. And, whereas, you know, with this, he just degraded. So and as, was... as one would... Um, and you just, I, for me, you just have to go with it. I, I, yes, you're absolutely right. Can he get drunk? Well, yeah, because it's a sicker. Yes, yeah, yeah exactly. I think I think I'll that's the line that. we're always gonna gonna hit with this. It's not a sci-fi program; it's a comedy program which happens to be sci-fi, and they use what they can to create the comedy. I think that whatever gets in the way of a good joke, chuck out. Isn't I agree. Really I agree. I think I think it's completely forgivable. With the fact is that he's then a couple of scenes later eating a physical sandwich and you're kind of yes. thinking yeah. Well, you, yeah. well you had a virtual drink in the kind of when you were dancing in the cage when they were on the breathable planet but you're there eating a what was it again fried egg chili sauce and serious damn double fried uh, egg sorry I want a triple fried egg butty with chili sauce and chutney triple fried egg butty with chili thought. sauce and chutney yes yeah. oh Christ that's, that sandwich is wrong it's, it's all wrong all the ingredients are wrong uh, just heaving is it bad that I was tempted to try and make it to see how it actually oh, tasted? I know, dirty, we should have all... Dirty, I want to know. I think we should. Yeah. I think we should. Next week, we should all uh, make one, and, oh. uh, and we want tasting notes. <laughs> Can we change the subject, or I might have my dinner in reverse? <laughs> oh, prescient. Right, and we could... Um, now, obviously, the, the drinking and not being there... I presume that's a budget thing. It's an easy way to do those things without keep doing this, the um, the locking off the camera and putting a drink in his hand so he can have a drink and all that. It's just an easy, quick way to do this stuff, isn't it, really? Um, which is interesting. One of my first notes is about the hologram cage, uh, the projection cage, which is a nice idea. I like it. But immediately you can see it's restrictive, can't you, really? Yeah, I mean, he he can't wander around the planet, but they don't need to wander around the planet in the, in, in, in this one. Again, I just think it's a device, isn't it? He's dancing in a cage when they've sort of set up their set up their music system on the on on the surface. Whereas when he's in the cockpit of uh, of, of Blue Midget, um, he's perfectly able to move around. But that we just have to go with the fact that that's an extension of Red Dwarf, so that's all fine. I I like as an actually as a device. I thought him him in the cave was uh, him in the cage. Sorry, um, was great. Yeah, uh, it's one. That's what I mean. It's one of those things. It's a good idea. I'm talking about from story terms and TV terms and stuff. And you know, you're instantly limiting what the character can do. As good as an idea that it is, it's like the touching things, the smelling things, the eating things, the being drunk. It's sort of like the hologram is great, but how long? does the idea of him being a hologram be useful? I mean, it was useful in this episode because you could put the memories in, although I'm sure you could find a different way to patch some memories into someone to give them a present of memories. It was useful here because they could go down to the hologram suite. Yeah. But, you know, I, no, it just it just got me thinking how, how much... I mean, I, I, obviously, we know, most of us, where things are going and how 
people interact later on in the series but going back and thinking about it it's that sort of like well great idea he's dead but is it a useful idea for the purposes of the sitcom and jokes mm. yeah very true mm. what do you think matty as as someone who's approaching this uh, in a linear fashion i you know i uh, it's difficult really i i know i do it i i agree did you understand the question yeah, about the way I stand on the actual psychology of it, basically, yes. I know, I'm just kidding. I was, I know, I've literally got my notes in my head and I'm getting ready to say the next thing and then I'm going, wait, what was it, what am I thinking there? <laughs> well, okay, let's just uh, let's put that to one side for now. Let's do a, um, a favourite moment from the episode. Matt, I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that I do have the habit of stealing everybody else's, so... I'm, I'm... testing, I'm testing you. Okay, all right. <laughs> Um, it was the um, the bit after the sick making sandwich, the bit where uh, Rimmer is saying to Lister, "You're all wrong. All your ingredients are wrong, but you are right. All my ingredients are right, but I'm a total smeghead, despised by everyone. Why?" And it's it's true. And and then it was the bit that he went on to say about the he'd only actually only had sex with Magruder once, the female boxing champion. Uh, on March the 16th between 7.31 and 7.43. (laughs) Bless Rimmer. So your favourite moment is poor old Rimmer pouring his heart out over his lack of sexual conquests. Well, yes, yes. Yvonne Magruder, a single brief liaison with the ship's female boxing champion. Stan. It was when Rimmer was trying to translate, when he decided that the the broken feet were clearly the behaviour of aliens, (laughs) and he was translating... (laughs) Broken legs into into an alien greeting. Hell, low, to uh, jigsaw must be you. I, <laughs> yeah, I thought this was a great Rimmer episode. Breaking your leg hurts like hell. Okay, hell. Actually, Cat's best line followed that as well. When he just sort of said, "I hate to be around when one of these guys is giving a speech." But yeah, mm. for me, that was that was my favourite mm. bit. When we talk about theme of the week, there's so many things that I think this touched upon, which I think why I was enjoying it, Matty. Uh, my my favourite bit probably was the opening when they're all having the party on the planet with oxygen, and um, uh, along with that was my favourite line of Holly's was uh, "Thank God you were an, uh, a gynaecologist." Yes, it was about the, the, the Spanish shape. <laughs> that, uh, that that was a that was a gr- that was a great line. To be fair, that made me laugh. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, there were loads of good lines and moments. Uh, um, if I boil it down to a line. I just loved it when Holly disappears and to, to go to look for the black box and it just reappears and it's gone. Yeah, yeah. So, someone's half inched it. I, I love the fact that he has to leave the screen. Yeah, yeah. To go and check Absolutely. Oh, quite a bit. I it yeah, I it just uses his gormlessness yeah. uh, to great effect. But I mean, there are so many good, good Holly moments. I think it's a very strong Holly episode. Uh, again, like the shake of that was one of my favourites. That that part, um, he says the bit about the doing a jigsaw, doesn't he? To start with, they broke my leg for some reason. They broke my leg, right? And then they did a jigsaw, right? Also, while we're on this subject, it's the time that I'm doing this every week. Uh, what is a shaken back? <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay. Oh my goodness! Right, we, it's going to be a day. Right, in this with tobacco or Anna or pet odors, do you find your furniture and upholstery smell stale? It's all you have to do. 
Now, I, I was trying to avoid telling my I've been in a show with the shake and lack back lady story. I think I've heard it about three times. Go on. I'm sure. That's why I was trying to avoid it. Yeah. So <laughs> when I was a kid, um, I was in Oliver in a professional production and she played Nancy. I mean, the poor woman, everyone knew as a shake and back. Okay. Basically, it's, it's like talc for your carpet. Oh. And it was very, very highly scented. I think my you can still ever, get the stuff. I don't know if shake and back. ever but... used it once. You basically shake it on the carpet and, it's, and, and then you hoover it up. And it's basically meant to remove nasty, nasty odours from your carpet and stuff. But it does that. actually leave your carpet Ma- with this sort of Massey, like white You do the shake and vac to put the freshness back. Okay? You do the shake oh. and vac and put the freshness back. When your carpet smells fresh, your room does too. It does too. Well, yeah. that's good because I spent most of the episode thinking it was a packet of crisps. So Okay, your that's job, your job at the end, after we finish recording, is to look up the advert on YouTube <laughs> and you'll know all about it. And, I will. And I will. recreate the dance with your hoover <laughs> in a pleated polyester skirt. <laughs> Uh, dear. So yes, the shaking back line. <laughs> the other other Holly lines. Uh, him acting drunk as well, and uh, yeah, I thought it was a great, um, <laughs> great Holly episode where he was dancing and bobbing his head. He used the word jiggered. <laughs> yes, I'm jiggered, man. <laughs> jiggered. <laughs> he turns up in a nightcap. He said, he, oh, yeah, yeah, he had a lot of good lines. <laughs> Head, groove factor five. Was... Exactly. I mean, come on. This episode is going up in your estimation as we speak. I always apart, said there were good bits. Apart he was very from... enamoured of himself as well. You know, he stopped oh, yeah. recording. Good, good, yes. You heard what he said. No, he's not talking about that, dude. <laughs> apart from the fact that I had an earworm moment with this. Nothing to do with anyone singing. Well, it kind of was some... No, I just need to correct myself there. Are you sure it wasn't Lisa Yates' tongue in your ear? No, 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 it wasn't. It was, it was Rimmer's bugle call when he kind of gets out of bed and he does the thing. And I'm thinking, I know that piece of music. And it took me about three days to realise what the piece of music was, his bugle call. It's Enlighten like, us. It's, it's, the, it's Peter and the Wolf. Oh, was it? Yeah, it took me ages to work out what it was. Drove me slightly mad over the weekend. But and now Max is going, to say what's, Peter, what's Peter and the Wolf? <laughs> <laughs> Very surreptitiously Googling right now, guys. Yes, Jerry. <laughs> Who were it by? Was it Tchaikovsky? So, um, so, yeah, I think Holly was well represented. I didn't feel as though Cat was so well represented. Any thoughts on that, anyone? Yes. Cat was a bit anonymous and didn't really have, didn't do very much. It was sort of a mix between how he was in the first series and a little bit more, because obviously he was doing stuff with them and he was there on Blue Midget and at the party and burying the black box and all that. And uh, But, yeah, he didn't have a ton of great lines. He was useful to talk to for with Lister, wasn't he? Man, that's a fine present. He was probably only expecting a tie. Yeah, I think he's being included, and I think that's what was missing from the first series and what, what we've seen in this a hallmark of this series is he's part of the crew, he's part of the gang. When Lister's going to go down to the Hollow Suite to give Rimmer his memory, he goes to get Cat, but wakes Cat up, interrupts his third favourite thing, sleeping. Um, so... Mm. He's part of the crew, but no, it wasn't a wasn't a vintage cat episode. It, this was a this was a Rimmer episode uh, with um, a, a healthy dose of, of Holly and, and I think some decent list of bits. Yeah, I mean, one thing I think they did miss with Cat is, and maybe this is because they were filmed in different orders. I don't know, but 
He should have had his gold cat suit on, uh, space suit on, shouldn't he? Oh, yeah. Mm. Having you made know, that I, costume, which probably was half the budget for the series, yes, they should definitely be using I that. Think it, I think it would have been nice to have him in, have him in that, definitely. But, but like I say, unless it was a, a production thing, uh, and all they did it in. And it's interesting you say that, Matt, because it's time for a little fact that I picked up about this episode to do with that. No, no ways, no ways. Yes, exactly. <laughs> in fact, this episode was filmed out of order. Would anyone like to take a guess as to why? Because it's to do with one of the actors. Presumably they were doing something else. Could Danny John Jaws was in something. So I can tell you that this episode was filmed... In different uh, in different order, as Craig Charles was pulled away for half the recording for the birth of his son. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, yes, yeah, so it was filmed out of order because of that. But what order? But do, does it tell you what order it was filmed in? It doesn't actually. It just says it was filmed out of order. I did find it kind of amusing when. Um, Holly had obviously traced the black box to the moon and then um, Lister and Kat went to invest- investigate and I think they called it the Smegorama uh, at this point. And then, of oh, bless, they went and found the gravestone which was to the memory of the memory of Lisa Yates, Lister's old girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, what what did we all think of the story? Because, as I said, I like the stories. I thought the concept was good. They squeeze it into this 25-minute-odd episode I thought the story and the concept was very good. Becky, as we watched it together, she went, oh, it's a little, almost a little bit like a maternal sunshine on the spotless mind. What? So it's very specific. <laughs> I've never seen that film. Yeah, because that deals with um, memories and erasing memories and, and all that sort of thing. And obviously this was the opposite and planting memories. So I, th- I thought sci-fi concepts, again, really strong. I like the story. See, for me, I... I... Um, I thought I thought the story to me felt a bit ver- a bit filler, more a than filler. A, yeah, it felt a bit like a filler, more than like an important. Every story I've seen so far, it felt like it was very fitting in the theme, and you, it was going along a story, and you felt like, and it, you could feel that. I felt like this was a bit more filler. Well, than there does else. seem to be a bit a bit of a pattern. Not that it's a bad thing, but in some of the episodes, and certainly some of the more recent episodes. The, th- the main part of the story that's actually to do with the title seems to start about 13, 14, 15 minutes through the episode. Mm. And it seems to be that they really kind of rush through it, like they did with um, the... Uh, the Confidence and, and Paranoia, they got to yeah, the end. Yeah, Confidence they? and Paranoia. They You're right, yeah, it's, it's very similar. Same thing. And sort of the latter half of the episode focuses on what the actual episode is about. And then um, it's... But I suppose it's kind of the getting to that point... But not that there is a problem with it, because there certainly isn't. And I don't, I don't think this was a bad episode. Certainly better than episode three of the of series one, which we should skip over. No, I, I think that's a, is a really good point because, I, as I say, I was I enjoy the concepts they come up with, and then they don't throw them away, but they do deal with them quite quickly, and then we move on. And it's all, almost a shame that you don't get to see a bit more of that sci-fi content. I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't know. How do you see it, Matty? I mean, you, when you're watching the, the program, are you going into it expecting um, gags, 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 or are you expecting a, a program to watch which has a good concept, a story, and has quite a few funny lines as well? Because that's sort of how I. The yeah. second one is how I see it. I'm very much. Ex- I think very much. I think a bit of both. Because I think the qual it's quite good. You know, the writing has been very good, and I think 
it's been done in such a way into such a fashion i think that you can expect both from this series i think that's something that's so good about the series itself is that it does you can get deep story deep stories and you can very much get a solid a story that you can follow along with but yeah but you also get the funny side so yeah i've very much expected both so far 12 minutes please and that includes the time it took to eat the pizza another little bit that stood out for me is when when it's rimmer in place of lister with mm-hmm. his arm around lisa I, it was just hilarious to me. Wearing sort of like <laughs> wearing sort of like Lister's clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really funny. But he but he got the mannerism because he's walking along and he's taking a taking a drag from the, from his cigarette and he coughs a little bit and I just he actually really captured Craig Charles's Lister there really well. I mm, thought, I I thought that was a really good bit from. Yeah, no, I thought it was, uh, but also very funny. But again, in a similar um, vein, when. Lister is changing the memories, and it's a, it's well. I was going to say laboured. It's not laboured. I think it's done really well. When he's saying, "Oh, just just change the words," you know, and she calls him Rimmer. I love yeah. you, Rimmer. <laughs> but everybody calls him Rimmer. Don't I know, they? but that was funny. I love you, Rimmer. Yeah. And then when they change this, they're like, "And I love you." <laughs> yes. It was him at his most pompous. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. It was hilarious. I just see that was just another great moment. I was, I was laughing a lot in this episode. God, I love you, Rima. I love you so much. And I love you, Lisa. <laughs> this episode for me wasn't about sci-fi concepts so much as, as it was about that relationship again. Lisa earnestly wants to do a lovely thing, actually, for uh, for for Rima. There's the, mm, yeah, definitely. The, the bits when they're getting drunk together, I mean, all of it, with the whichever mix of them getting drunk together, I just thought was really well observed and really well written you know i have spent three hours drunk with friends really impassionately ranking biscuits and you know and it's the kind of thing that makes no sense whatsoever a bit like that sandwich but actually they, them getting drunk together was i just thought yeah really really well observed because Lister wants to like rimmer yes he's a snake but he wants to like rimmer and then he decides i'm going to do something nice for the guy then how is he going to do that? There's your sci-fi concept. Um, but for me, it was motivated by that character bit, and 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 that's the piece that I really like. But yeah, drunk Rimmer is. Um, I spend more time with drunk Rimmer, I think, than sober Rimmer. I think it was definitely a turning point in characters in a lot of ways, wasn't it? There was definitely more warmth between them. The yeah. fact that they're celebrating together, getting drunk together, confessing things to each other. I mean, Rimmer confessed that he was right, and people liked. Lister, whereas people didn't like him, um, as Matt said earlier. I mean, it, it was it, there was showing this slight growth between them, definitely. Yeah, that that was the bit that was the bit that I liked. That was the that was the the, the parts of the of this this episode that I really liked because yeah, they are one one of the other bits that I really liked. And again, I thought this was really well observed. As, as after Rim's got up and he's done his Peter and the Wolf bit. And he's retracing his step around the room, and he's rem- he's remembering. And again, I'm thinking, yeah, I've done that. I've been walking. I, I've, I've woken up. I've felt a bit rough, and I've been moving around for a little bit. And then a memory's come back, and I've been like, oh god. Oh yeah, hand in the mouth, fist in the mouth thing. Well, it's, wor- it's worse when you can't remember. <laughs> no, no, that's 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 happened. Being at, at university and kind of waking up in bed in the morning and and you've managed to kind of get undressed 
and put everything away and you have absolutely no idea how you've done it. And it's not mm. a case of like waking up with like kind of clothes and stuff strewn all over the floor. I've actually folded things up and hung things up and uh, or put things in the wash basket and I have no recollection of doing that whatsoever. But this this whole episode is like an extended version of that, isn't it, really? Because not only do they have the, the drunken remembering it in the morning, they actually have the last four days they can't remember. It, it is a, a whole mix of that idea, isn't it? Which is really quite clever, really. I wonder, wonder how they got to this. I wonder if the, the spark of the idea was, oh, you know when you get up after you're drunk and you can't remember what happened? That That's maybe the springboard for this idea, wasn't it, do you think? Possibly. Mm. Yeah, yeah, very much. So. I do, you know, I I do think the ultimate ending was a little weak, though. I wanted it to be a little bit more of a uh, shock than oh, they actually dropped the um, the gravestone on their feet to break, you know, to well, or legs to break their legs or feet or ankles, whatever. And it was just a bit sort of, oh right, okay, yeah, that's it, that's what they did, right, okay. And then end titles, but I mean there were good things about it. I just thought the ending was weak. And for for me, it was that the, the getting drunk together and then forgetting things and then remembering things. I I wouldn't be at all surprised if that wasn't the original concept because that stuff was really really tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I probably agree with Matt actually. The the bit where they're walking through uh, on the planet and they drop the gravestone, um, you know, niggly. But if they just dropped it once that would have been sharper than they dropped it once. Yeah. It's been wildly obvious that that's what they're going to do yeah. to break their feet. Um, so just in terms of landing that joke, I think if they'd just done it once, that would be that would be good. Because there were some nice bits, even in that in that little um, passage, you know, as soon as they get worried, Rim is like, okay, Holly, start the engines up. Let's keep it ticking over. All right. And then he's all caring to them. You know, so he's he's reverted back to type, which is which is nice, very much self-preservation. Which they always have to do, I suppose. Yeah, I and mean, there were loads of other themes. It, well, I say loads of. There's a couple of other themes that, that it touched on. Obviously, we talked about the memories thing, but also there was the relationships thing as well. I mean, I know we've had um, Lister going on about Kachansky and his uh, you know pie in the sky ideas of getting a relation with her. But actually, here we see that he's had a really strong, proper relationship, which he screwed up because he was young and didn't want to get a career and all that and the commitment and all that sort of thing, really. I mean, I, th- I found that was quite a, a touching idea to think about. Yeah, well, and neither of their life choices have been perfect. You know, Rimmer, despite the fact that he always had a pen, um, <laughs> people think people think he's just making it. He did prioritise his career. And so both of them are, are confessing something in that scene and both of them are recognising that the way that uh, they've chosen to live their life is, is it, it hasn't panned out brilliantly for them um, in, in all respects so and they can both see the merits of, of some of the things that the other one has done so yeah that maybe those are the conversations that you can only have that honestly when you're that drunk yeah or, or, or getting that old I mean the three of us are of a similar age Matty are you getting to that point or now where you're thinking oh I wish I'd have done this differently when I was younger oh god yeah oh god yeah <laughs> so much I think I think I mean I think that's quite common, isn't it? I think well I'm 30 years old now, so yeah. There's lots of moments now where I think God, I wish I did that a bit differently, or like so many. I think or lots of moments where you look back in your past and you see something you did when you were younger and you just want to kick yourself and go, Oh God, why did you do that, you idiot? I, was, I thought youth was supposed to be all like you know, je ne regret rien. I don't regret anything. I'm, you know, I'm not one of them. I'm, yeah, no. 
Not at all. Oh, well, you still have ahead of you that realisation that that noise that you made when you stood up was you. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing it then touched upon as well, what, what, it's only it's done in a line, but this idea of shared experiences that we, that, or experiences we have in common, at least, anyway. You know, when Lister was talking about the love affairs of the past and and uh, this this failed romance, that it's, Rimmer doesn't have that, but yet most people do and it's and it's individual to us is in you know as individuals but yet everyone goes through this and we can empathize with each other a bit more if we uh put the effort in you know unless we're bank managers do you know what i thought that was a weak joke <laughs> it stands out but it was just you know it was yeah it just I don't know. It was like it was almost like they were paid to put that one in. It just didn't. It just didn't sit with the rest of it. I think it's the kind of thing that holds. It goes back to the uh, to the um, to the postman joke from the intro, uh, yeah. an episode or two ago. But I don't know. Holly made it work. I don't think that Lister did. Oh, I feel the opposite. To be honest, I didn't think the postman one worked as well as the bank back managers. More stereotypically, a bank manager. I mean, <laughs> you know. I'm not saying all bank managers are like that at all, but I think as a as a joke, I see it working better than a postman, personally. Well, but in the same, this has been an interesting conversation because for the first, probably this is the biggest extent to which we've disagreed on an episode, which I think has made for some interesting conversation. Yeah, possibly. Very possibly. Yeah. Um, so, how did you guys like the tongue in the ear line? I thought that was a great line. It wasn't my ear at all. It was your ear. The woman I love most in the whole world had her tongue down your ear. <laughs> it's not Interesting that that's remember. where he went when he realised that's that's the bit that he was most upset about. Yeah. <laughs> thing is, though, if you think about it. Actually, if if you really think about that actually happening in real life to you with someone who you're with now in a relationship you're married to, and you realise actually it was someone else all the time, it'd be pretty hard hitting. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's it's a tragic episode in so many ways. I it mean, really we get is. more more about Rimmer and how of a failed person he is. We get he's never had this relationship, and when he gets it, he's heartbroken again over this heartbreak. I mean, yeah. he's got a double double whammy of heartbreak in one go. It is quite tragic. I think he really is a terribly tragic character. It really is. Right. I think it's probably time to do one last. A round of things we enjoyed from the episode. Hopefully, there's more to get from it. Maybe a, a snappy one line or something like that. Should we? Should we start with you, Matty? There were some funny lines in it, and for me, I think the opening for me was the funny, funniest bit. Like you said, the cage dancing and all that was the was the highlight for me. Dan, there were good bits in it. I, I, I have been more down on this episode than any of the ones so far, and and I don't feel it deserves me to be negative because there were really good bits. Again, I like the little lines. The little bits in there, more bike helmets as props, and uh, Lister is downloading his uh, <laughs> yeah. entire life experience and memories, which takes about as long as it takes to say I'm downloading my entire life experience and memories, which I quite <laughs> enjoyed. But I also have uh, a, a confession. After watching it, uh, I remembered the name of the uh, of the music that um, Rimmer for for some reason I I, I got into Rastabilly Skank. I searched; it doesn't exist, but somebody has gone to the trouble of recording 10 minutes of music under the name of Rastabilly Skank and posting it on YouTube. Any good? Absolutely. Um, it's uh, inoffensive, <laughs> but it's the, the comments under it 
are all people saying, oh, I'm not the only Red Dwarf fan who wondered if Rastabilly's game was real then. Matt, one last thing from you. Um, well, there's three, actually, so strap yourselves in. Um, Excellent. I did like... I liked it when um, Holly said about it's he's up to it's up to groove factor five and it's nice to get out and stretch your cables. I, I thought that was that was really funny. But the bit that I liked, I, and I think possibly my favourite bit, is when they are flying back to Red Dwarf drunk and it's flying all over the place and they start they start going backwards at one point and you kind of think, okay, not advocating drink drink driving, not that I ever would, but you know, drink drunk flying back in the little what's the, what's the little shippy thing called blue midget in from blue midget back to red dwarf i liked that and i think that was that was a nice bit of sort of bit of 80s comedy that's quite interesting actually i not even thought about it until you said that i mean is that one of those things that they wouldn't include now mm. representation removed from anything that someone watching would go and try at home yeah, indeed. In the absence of a, of a, of a, of a small yeah, spaceship and a large spaceship and a moon to fly Let's be honest. Well, you know that and I know that, but, you know, it's sort of like honest, it, but there, it is there, one of those things of we're drunk and we're in the control of a vehicle. I, I, yeah. I agree, though. I did I did like that. I did want find myself wondering, because it's not the first time now that Lister, who is, you know, barely qualified to um, fix uh, chicken soup vending machines, seems he, he's the person designated to fly. He seems to be the pilot, and I wonder what in his past life um, ever qualified him to... Uh, to well, the fly. cat's a cat, and Rimmer's dead. I'm not sure there's much option. Oh, and finally... There is, though. One last thing. <laughs> Where was Crichton again? That's a very good question. OK, yeah. m- moving on. Crichton? Something. <laughs> it's a big ship. It is a big ship. Maybe he's in, in the Busting robot somewhere. suite somewhere. Yeah, the mechanoid suite. It's a lot to clean. <laughs> um, so a line that I really liked is when he was um, thinking about his memories and said that explains why I was an orphan and my parents were uh, alive and well and, um, and I had my appendix removed twice yeah, that, that that stuff yeah. it's him trying to reconcile really that all those conflicting memories I did yeah yeah. yeah it was very funny uh, and also a dating thing when, she, when they were talking about letters and, and she wrote this letter now, we've seen the passage of time. Who writes letters nowadays? No one. Come on. They didn't see that very well in the future, did they? Oh, Matt's <laughs> about to ask what a letter is. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's some type of email. I'm not sure. Yeah, very good. Anyway, um, I hope we can reflect on this and, and still find we were enjoying ourselves watching it, even if it wasn't one of your favourite episodes so far. But I, for me, it's sort of like um, a bad Red Dwarf episode is still a good piece of television. I think we can agree with that. Until we get to series. Oh, no, we won't go there. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very good speaking again, guys. We had a really interesting talk about all the different topics in this, and as well as a bit of a giggle. So it's good to get together. So thanks for that. But it's probably time to say adios, adieu, or whatever you want to say. So goodbye, Dan. Goodbye. Yeah, g- goodbye, Matty. Goodbye. Goodbye, Matt. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and it's goodbye from me. Bye. Bye. Do the shaking back and put the freshness back. Do the shaking back and put the freshness back. When you cough, it smells fresh. Your room does too. Every time you vacuum, remember what to do. Do the shaking back and put the freshness back. Shaking back. Is it? No. What?